Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're co-streaming with the Gotham City Rogues Podcast. And it's a celebration of two years of this podcast, David. You've been here for quite a while. The original editor, the original guy that helped us kind of bring this whole thing together. I took it and ran with it at one point, but you know, we're glad to have you back. How do you feel two years? You guys have been running Star Wars stuff for like 25. How's it, you know, it's pretty cool though. Your secondary podcast is still going, yeah? Yeah, man, time flies by for sure. I can just remember it like yesterday. It's like, man, two years? I saw that post you made. It's like, wow, that's that's incredible, man. I mean, for you to keep it going too, because I told you at one point, I was like, I got too many things going on. I can't possibly edit this as well. David, I'm with you, dude. Because I tried, I did the whole, I did a second podcast for a year, which is the Gotham City Rogues right now. So I didn't entirely yeah. give up on it, but I was like, no, we're switching to monthly. And I was like, we're gonna do a monthly podcast yeah. over here, and I think it's it's been working out pretty well. And we're actually here to talk about DC Gods and Monsters, the future slate of the DC universe. James Gunn hopped on uh, and he gave us a big old update yesterday on just all the things that he's planning ahead. I think uh, let's get your overall vibe and then we'll kind of jump into the individual projects. Yeah, I, I like that he kept this promise. He said before February 1st, we'd find out a little bit about what they're going to plan on doing. And of course, we knew he was going to do a Superman thing. He's been writing that. Um, he busted out with, I think, midway through the announcement. Um, he talked about Superman Legacy, but the first thing he talked about uh, was the animated show. I, I forgot what the name was. Creature it. Commandos. Creature Commandos, yeah. So that felt very Guardians of the Galaxy I to You me. stole the words right out of my mouth, David. I was literally like, this just feels like Guardians of the Galaxy all over again. Because I myself consider, yeah. like, I'm a big time comic fan. I literally read comics every day of my life for the past, like, five years. It's no exaggeration. Wow. I have them on my wow. phone. And Guardians of the Galaxy, like that took me from left field. That was a little bit earlier. That was before I was super deep into it. But I've been like, I'm a hardcore DC guy. And only a couple of these Creature Commandos characters look familiar. Uh, one thing I did find really important about his announcement is they're doing a concise universe, which is something that Marvel mostly does. But he went even further and said they're going to be taking the same actors that play the voice of the animated versions of the character and bring them to live action and he also included video games which is something that's completely unique to the dc universe uh i think well i guess star wars also does it right technically star wars is kind of a hybrid but he pretty much nailed exactly the way i the way they have the wb configured right now is the way i want star wars to be kind of set up where you have a creative head and you have an executive head and the executive doesn't interfere with anything creatively and the creative kind of knows part of the executive role with James Gunn and Peter Safran because right now we have Kathleen Kennedy she's more executive she's not really creative so who knows what kind of project she kind of turned down that would have been epic we have the Zack Snyder Rebel Moon coming out on, on Netflix which is basically a Star Wars film but now it's going to be more adult oriented uh, presumably but 
Going Still back excited, to w- though, going to be in the same universe, yeah. right? I, I think uh, maybe that attributes a little bit to the success of Andor, which is a little bit uh, skewed older, I would say. Not quite, probably to the same extent, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do like the fact that James Gunn did specify Elseworlds. Yes, and that was great. I've I've been preaching that, and people have been arguing with me and, and disagreeing with me that you can have stuff on the side that's not in the proper continuity and just have cool stuff on the side and that's gonna invite other creative creative star wars they seem like they tried it with uh what was it star wars visions yeah Yeah. which it's i i agree with you 100 me and noah preach up and down on this podcast and gotham road and gotham city rogues all the time that the some of the like imprint stuff is the best of like DC comic books are fun and they're my favorite, but DC black label, which is an imprint that's geared towards adult is my favorite comic books period. And like every series they put out, it's something that I want, I want a piece of. So the fact that they could maybe translate that into a live action animated video game hybrid universe, like sign me up, dude, this is going to be great. Uh, the ones he specifically said that are going to be considered else worlds, was the Batman trilogy with uh, from Matt Reeves, and it was confirmed that it was a trilogy. I think everyone kind of knew it was coming, but it wasn't quite confirmed, so now we know that's happening. Todd Phillips' Joker series is also Elseworlds. Teen Titans Go, and uh, I believe there was one other one, uh, Superman and Lois from the CW. Those are the ones that are considered Elseworlds at this point, so that makes a lot of sense. But I guess let's talk about uh, the projects that he he started his announcement off with, like the projects that were already kind of finished or put into place or some sort of phase of production that they're not going to scrap it. So we've got The Flash coming up. We got Shazam coming up uh, outside of that. It's uh, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. And I believe there was one other one. What was the last one? Aquaman 2. Aquaman yes. 2 was the last one. Yes. And that was supposed to lead into Superman Legacy, apparently. Yes. I'm I'm interested to see how he's gonna pull it off, but I, I it's I find it a little weird that he's not considering those else worlds. So are we kind of keeping some of those castmates? Uh I think it was very highly I don't even I think it might have even been confirmed that Jason Momoa is gonna be returning as Lobo in the DC universe as opposed to Aquaman. So I don't know how they're gonna explain that away. I do think that the universe reboot is going to make a lot of sense when the flash comes around because that's kind of how it was set up. Apparently from audience reactions and professionals in the business that like have watched this movie, they say it's one of the best superhero movies that's been made, which is very high praise. And that's what James Gunn said. One of the greatest superhero films ever made. And he had nothing to do with it. He wasn't at Warner brothers. Yeah. I think, He's kind of getting, uh, you know, the short end of the stick a little bit because there are some things that were put to play long before he took over or even shortly before he took over. Like everyone's like, why would you fire Henry Cavill? But he specifically said, he's like, listen, I like Henry Cavill, but he was never hired to play Superman in this new universe. He got to play. He got to do a cameo in Black Adam and we didn't hire him in our universe. That doesn't make I don't think their relationship is terribly bad like it wasn't james gunn's fault another one doom patrol and titans which are both hbo max series uh i watched titans religiously i've watched a little bit of doom patrol both pretty good series those are both getting canned after season four that was a decision that was put on before james gunn was involved so there's a lot of thing plates that were already spinning before he got there and he's just kind of picking up the pieces and i think he's showing a bit of grace that he's he's taking things on 
He's really taking control. He's announcing all these things that are in his mind. And I think he's creatively, he's a really smart guy. So I don't think that we're going to, I think the future of DC is bright as of right now. How do you feel? Yeah, I think James Gunn is super intelligent. When he, when he, he really came into his own and really showed his chops with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one of my favorite films of all time. I watch it every year. I usually watch it. It's it's kind of strange, but I usually watch it around the Fourth of July for some reason. That's interesting. And it's it's usually like my go to like barbecue movie for some reason. I don't sure, know. Sure, man, why not? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I love it. I've already like worn it out with my family. My family's just like, yeah, we don't want to watch this again. But. I remember going to the theater and watching that movie and thinking like, how are they going to pull this off? It's, it's, it's another one of those. It it was one of those projects where you knew it was a talking tree, a talking raccoon. How is this going to work? Is this, uh, can they pull this off? And this was James Gunn's deal. And he pulled it off. Totally obscure characters. Nobody knew who star Lord was or rocket Mm. or, or Gamora are now comic book fans, David. Like, I mean, I, I've always geared more towards DC, but like I read Marvel comic books too. I didn't know who these guys were. I was like the, the announcement came out of nowhere for me. And I was like the go-to nerd that everyone would ask things about. And I was like, dude, you got me on this one. I don't, I don't know who they are. This is gonna I, be had, I had a tiny, tiny inkling of who they were. Cause I'd seen pictures before, but I remember at that comic con where they flew from England to San Diego, they were shooting for two weeks, and James Gunn brought a trailer that was like, "That's cool." It, it didn't have finished effects or anything, but I mean, it was a cohesive, understandable trailer, which was super awesome. And I remember the critics were saying, "Okay, well, this is going to be the first misstep Flop. by Marvel," <laughs> and this became one of the best films, in my opinion, of all time for the MCU. And it just, it just put James Gunn. Up there in the yeah, in the stratosphere. Yeah, it's interesting because like I historically on this podcast, like I poo-poo on Guardians a little bit only because it's not <laughs> really my style. But I love James Gunn and I can respect that he took these obscure characters and brought them to life. It's yeah. the spacefaring nature of it all. Like some of it I, I just can't get on board for. I could never be a Star Trek fan. I like Star Wars <laughs> to a certain extent. Some of them I'm like on board for, but I still haven't finished Boba Fett, guys. I'm sorry if that makes me a bad fan. <laughs> I started watching Andor, but it's it's just the space thing that kind of gets away from me, and that's where Guardians kind of fell. But well, James Gunn never goes into space. I <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. But He's you know what I mean. You're, that is true. <laughs> Very true. I accept your uh, your criticism there. But <laughs> James Gunn, he went over to DC as soon as he got fired from Marvel because of some old tweets, which cancel culture, say what you will about it. I don't want to harp on it too much. Well, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about that? I mean, it's, I mean, the, the stuff that he, some of it's not years ago, some of it's not. Yes. uh, There were some inappropriate tweets that he, but they were clearly jokes. (laughs) He, I mean, he's not a comedian. So I think that's where it gets a little bit dicey because like, I don't know, comedians are always known, like they're trying to push the label and that's kind of their job. That was not James Gunn's job at that point. Yeah. But, you know, people say dumb stuff on the Internet, and I'm glad that Marvel eventually decided to just kind of let it go. I think it might have a little bit to do with the fact that he went to their rival, which I don't even really consider them rivals at, at this point in time. But at the time, he jumped over to D.C., did Suicide Squad, which did, you know, really well. It was like a spiritual sequel to the first Suicide Squad movie, and it was infinitely better. 
And then that spun out into Peacemaker, which we reviewed on the Gotham City Rogues broadcast, myself and Noah. And one of my favorite shows yeah, great that series. I've seen in Fantastic. so long. It's so funny. Rated and he wrote it during the pandemic. Yeah. You're right. John Cena is whitey tighties. Like, how can you go wrong, man? That show is great. <laughs> so that's it when I realized yeah, I'm really on board for James Gunn. I got no problems with him. And I even I love the Guardians Christmas special. I'm looking forward to Guardians yeah. 3. More than I'm looking forward to Ant Man three, which is coming even sooner. Uh, they're they're both going to be okay, I'm sure. Uh, they might even be good. <laughs> I think they'll both be pretty good. I I think the connective tissue towards the future of the MCU is is really kind of worth just going to see Ant Man, even if you're not a fan of that franchise or of Ant Man or right whatever. But it's going to be um, very relevant to the universe, which is going to be something different. That's for sure. I like that idea. <laughs> Now, moving back to, I guess, the thing you yourself, you yourself admitted not as big of a DC fan as you are, obviously, of Star Wars and Marvel. So why don't you tell me just a little bit about your experience with DC, what you really like, and then we'll kind of go into these announcements and take it from there. So for me personally, I grew up with the toys first. Um, I'm not sure if I bought them because I was like a toddler. But I I always had a Superman, a Wonder Woman, a Batman, a Green Lantern, um, and I have I have Polaroid pictures of me playing with them alongside with the Star Wars toys and my He-Man toys, um, GI Joes. Um, so he does I not didn't... discriminate, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never knew what Green Lantern's powers were until I was like an adult. Maybe um, I just knew he had a ring. He was really cool. Then when the Ryan Reynolds movie came out, I really liked it, and everyone like well, on it and hated because it because like, they know how much better of a character Green Lantern actually is than that movie <laughs> is what it happened. So so yeah, I mean I'm I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, and I once Batman 89 came out, it was a huge <laughs> deal, a huge. I remember going to Walmart the night it came out on VHS. And there was a ton of people from my town in that Walmart. And those things like sold out quick. And that it was a really big deal. And I, at that point, before that was the Christopher Reeve Superman, which was a big deal in my house as well. And of course, the John Williams score. Um, and as much comic book reading as I could do, I did while I was at the grocery store. Um, I could never buy comics. My parents would never let me buy them, really. But when I got older, I started buying more and more comics and uh, tried to read as much as possible. Then, of course, with the, um, the the development of the Internet and YouTube, I would just go out there and look at different storylines. And, yeah, um, of course, comics, comicsology on the phone. Comicsology um, I, I subscribed to that and I read a couple of things there and really Watchmen was like a big turning point for me. That got me more into comics. And, of course, Zack Snyder's Watchmen was huge for me. Of course, the TV show with Damon Lindelof, whom I'm a big fan of. He's about to do probably a series of Star Wars films, which will be announced here in London here pretty soon at Celebration. Um, but I've I've been a DC person. I kind of left out all the Batman movies after 89. It was an event for me personally, like Star Wars films. You got to go see it opening yep. weekend at the movie theater. Batman Returns was was awesome. It was darker, but I love the fact that Penguin was there and Michelle Pfeiffer was awesome. The Catwoman, and then Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. 
Batman and I think Batman and Batman Robin. And Robin. Was after, yep. Was after that. But yep. also the other thing too, I, I don't know if you uh, remember, but QVC, you know, that cable channel. Okay. They would do this big, like sell of the merch before every single Batman movie. And I would look forward to that, to see all the merch that was being sold for those particular movie, uh, for those movies before the release. And it, it was just a whole thing. And then the McDonald's merchandise. Um, oh, yeah. The, no, I, I have a lot of that stuff. So I was. Cups. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And the, there was a trading card set for Batman Forever. In case you didn't know, I have uh, trading cards for it. So <laughs> I have the complete set of Batman 89. Very cool. It's in my closet right there. Yeah. I won't, I won't harp on like my history because I'm clearly very an established Batman nerd. But yeah, it was like the Batman animated series. I had a blue Batman toy I took with me everywhere. And then all the movies. I watched Batman Forever and Batman and Robin hundreds of times as a child on my parents probably yeah. are just so annoyed by that so i yeah. i the dc love runs deep i love myself some marvel of course but i'm always going to be a dc boy at heart so i was like hey we got a big announcement maybe and james gunn even said that like he's gonna kind of look to marvel as inspiration and might even like work with some of the people that he worked with over at marvel so yeah i think, I think that's foregone conclusion yeah Batista. the movie yeah, uh, yeah, apparently for they're sure. not there is consideration of him playing Bane, but then they might want to yeah. go younger for him. So we'll see what happens. But let's talk about what actually was established. Uh, we'll do the TV shows first. I've got a graphic here. Uh, we've got boom covering our faces a little bit, but we got Waller Lanterns, Creature Commandos, Booster Gold and Paradise Lost. Now, we talked about Creature Commandos for just a second. It's an animated series, and like we said, this is very Guardian style. I don't know these guys. The only two that I recognized were Frankenstein. He's uh, he's in, like, everything. He's in a, mm -hmm. an organization called S.W.O.R.D., I believe. That's DC. And then I also recognized Marvel. Weasel. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I mean. Is like I think Frankenstein is in both Marvel and DC. So that's where it gets and I think Bride of Frankenstein is in there, too. Yeah, that it's it's going to be super weird. But uh, those are the yeah. only ones I recognized was Weasel and Frankenstein. So this is a little bit beyond even my purview. So I'm excited to kind of jump into it. And it, it's James Gunn. So it's probably going to be a rated R cartoon show. And it's going to be yeah. fantastic. <laughs> uh, but the, the important things, the, the rest of them are live action. The ones that were announced. Let's talk about yeah. Waller. Viola Davis is staying on board. Definitely a smart move. She's a fantastic actress i don't know if you could really even try to cast amanda waller better it's she just kind of like embraces that role fully maybe a heavy i mean waller in the comics and the show she was very heavy set and viola davis is definitely not but that's right. literally the only real distinction there right how do you in the way that it was described in his quick video how did you feel about like where was your excitement one out of ten for this waller series would you say? uh well for me for for waller i mean it's it's a show that's gonna have to bring in superhero after superhero and different situation after different enemy of the like week that. yeah yeah but like he did confirm suicide like there's gonna be suicide squad characters jumping over onto the show so some peacemaker might be yeah cool. <laughs> yeah peacemaker for sure i mean if I mean, how I, I don't doubt James Gunn at all, but I'm just kind of wondering if you're going to have Amanda Waller at the center of all this. I mean, what how are you going to really kind of do this? Is she going to be like the dramatic anchor to all the action that's happening and all the like um, all the tasks that are <laughs> being performed here? Um, yeah, that's an interesting point, because Amanda Waller herself is very 
intense. And I think like the drama of her could go along the lines of like House of Cards, where she's kind of like a Frank Underwood type of role where she seems like she's laid back. And I think like so there's some violence thrown in there. But you make a very good point that we're also doing a superhero show. So the the House of Cards was not known for its action sequences, obviously. So it's going to be an interesting combination. But, you know, trust the process. I'd put myself at a. I'll go with six, six out of ten for this Waller TV show, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, she feels she feels almost like a, a less active Nick Fury in a way, you know, a little bit. Yeah. I and it's like, what, what, it's like, what? It's like, is this going to be a really an Amanda Waller show, or is this going to be like a way to like surprise fans on who shows up on the next show? You she know? might it's, be like a narrator telling a story about the characters of this specific mission. I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that could go about it, but you are completely correct that she's not known for her uh, field work. I guess we should say she's, she does occasionally kill an office full of people, but that's, that's about the extent of it. She's not going to go toe to toe. Killer croc. Exactly. Killer croc. Uh, okay. I'm going to just, I don't, I don't know which order he announced them, but I think the, probably the show I'm most excited about is lanterns. Yes. Me too. John Stewart and Hal Jordan. Yep. This has been long rumored to be an HBO max series. I think it like lost its director, creative director. Ooh, I don't know that showrunner. It's been a mess because this was announced yeah. a while ago, but I'm glad that it's been reannounced and they didn't just can it like they did say Batgirl <laughs> because yeah. lanterns I'm stupid looking forward to. Uh, I also grew up on the justice league animated TV show. That was early two thousands. Legion. Of, yeah. Well, not two thousands, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Late eighties for me with the, you're talking about DC super Le- friends. Yeah. Yeah. Legion yeah. of doom. <laughs> I guess I was going to say, I meant justice league as in like Tim's <laughs> justice. League. That's hilarious. I also watched your show too. Though. Yours yeah. isn't as cool. You got those lame wonder twins. I'm just saying, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. But what I was saying about that is <laughs> John Stewart, it made him my favorite Green Lantern. Like he was Green Lantern to me. I didn't know who Hal Jordan was. Yeah. So I get that he's I the one he's not even the original Green Lantern. Let's we won't get into that though. Alan Moore is the original Green Lantern if you want to get into like the nitty-gritty of it. But he's the well-known, well-established DC Green Lantern. He's been the Green Lantern of Earth for ever in a day. He's gone through a lot of different versions, but He's got a very complicated history. I'm wondering where this show is going to take place within that history. Is he going to be an established lantern? Is his early days? How are they going to involve Jon Stewart? Because the two of them, they cross paths, obviously, because they're both Green Lantern, but because they're two different guys, like they were mostly disconnected in their stories for a lot of, I guess, DC history. Yeah, yeah I, the way I under always understood it was one lantern for one sector of the universe. So if there's two right. lanterns on Earth, exactly, is, are their stories happening simultaneously? Are they working together? Which would be cool. Are they going to break kind of the continuity? I think there? they broke the rule just within the comic books because they also have a. <laughs> oh shoot, I'm gonna just be so mad. There's a, there's a couple other Green Lanterns that are also from Earth. Like obviously, there's Kyle Rayner. Uh, yeah. And cup. Oh man, I don't have I don't have all of them that I can just pull out of my head right now when I normally can. But John Stewart's my favorite. I'm really excited to see that TV show. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Is what do you think the tone's gonna be? Is it gonna be kind of dark? Uh, space well, well, they said tr- true detective like. Um, so like kind of like a kind of um, 
almost like a kind of noir detective story in a way and maybe not have their powers as in the forefront but have it like kind of a reminding of the audience that yes you are watching a comic book show and not have them as as featured um maybe that's that's really what i kind of visualize when james gunn said it's going to be very terrestrial which is going to be earth-based and they're going to be concentrated on precinct earth and they're going to uncover uh, a mystery and unravel a mystery that's going to have greater implications, which sounds like that's going to build off of something really big. But I just, for a TV show that I think that's really kind of the only way to go is, is to stay on earth and to lower the budget. And, and when the effects yeah. happen, make them like really cool, but make it, make it service the story. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Yeah, they can't go the same way that they did with uh with the Brian Reynolds movie where it just looked like Hot Wheels. It just looked like the Hot Wheels set and just all this weird nonsense that was way too expensive at the time. Is <laughs> Alan Scott not Alan Moore? Don't want no one at me. But I looked I had to look up the other uh the other guys I was thinking of. So there's a new guy called Simon Baz who's pretty cool. He's uh he's got some uh Middle Eastern heritage, which he's a fun character. Jenna Cruz, uh she's I believe a Mexican American. She's another one. So there's a lot of Green Lanterns from Earth. So I don't know what exactly is going on there. Uh, another famous one's Guy Gardner. He's famous for being a tool and mad all the time, and he became a Red Lantern at one point. Mm. But I love to see Sinestro. Yes, uh, I th- they have to do Sinestro. I think that uh, there's that, and then Parallax is actually something that Hal Jordan becomes. So I don't know if maybe they'll do that later down the line, but then it gets into the space venturing thing. So it's complicated, but I put myself at an easy 10 for this show. What about you? Yeah. I mean, interest and anticipation and hype. I'm, I'm all over it because Green Lantern has been rumored for so long in live action. Yeah. It was like 10 years, 15 years. And it's just like, we're finally going to get, the fact show. that Zack Snyder shot a Green Lantern scene and then they ended up replacing it with Martian Manhunter because they weren't going to allow him. I mean, it's because yeah, that of a was, show like this. That was like, really, okay, he like shot it in, like, in his driveway or something. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> shot it in his driveway. I'm like, you gangster Snyder, dude. I, I respect <laughs> Zack Snyder. He might not be like the best guy ever, but I, I like a lot of what he did. So he's got a lot of fans, man. I mean, a lot of he does have a lot of fans. We got, ben. yeah, we got the Snyder cut, man. Four hours on HBO max. And you know who watched it day one, this guy, you know, who watched so the I. gray <laughs> version of it again, like a day or two later. Also this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. DC, DC love runs deep. Now the next one on here is booster gold, who I got familiar with again from the justice league animated TV show. A little bit in the comics, there's a couple different Blue Beetles. He's known for being like partners with Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, and not Jaime, who's going to be played by uh, the kid from or, uh, yeah, Cobra Kai. Solo Maradona, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, he's he's a uh, young uh, young Hispanic boy playing Jaime, and it's gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. He's it's a really good casting, but. Booster Gold, how do you feel about this show? Do you know a lot about Booster Gold? Is he kind of like one of those? ones that are kind of pushed to the to the back I don't know a lot about Booster Gold. I do know a little bit. I know that Booster Gold has been um making the rounds uh in talks of of being made uh by DC for years and years now. It's just with all the kind of like um kind of the 
kind of upheaval with TC and the unsuredness there. Um, they just never really wanted to pull the trigger. And now when you have the steadiness of Saffron and, and Gunn, I think it was a perfect opportunity. And I think they have tons of interest, tons of scripts, tons of actor ID, actor ideas for Booster Gold. And I think the, uh, the premise is very interesting as well. And I saw a, a fan cast today for Glenn Powell. I thought that was a pretty good fan cast. I think Ro- Rooster from Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Oh, uh, you talking about uh, Miles Teller? Is that you talking about? No, um, Glenn Powell. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. You, you said you seen, Maverick. Have you seen Top Gun like, Maverick? I haven't, but you okay. said you said Miles Teller. You said a character. I was like, oh, Miles Teller, but that that wouldn't that be a weird casting? So I was a little bit thrown there. But Glenn Powell got it. Yeah, I, f- I forgot what his call sign was, but yeah, it, it's Glenn Powell. He he's been in a few things, uh, but he's from Austin, Texas. I believe he attended attended UT. Um, so I thought that was an interesting pick. Uh, initially, I was thinking like Zach Efron, but then I saw other people's picks and I was like, yeah, Zach Efron might not be the best. But uh, uh, other people were saying like Nathan Fillion, but he's getting Nathan a little too B's older. He's a little bit old. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe he played. He's he's played like Tick. He's been in a lot of things. Nathan Fillion. So yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a Firefly, and yeah, he's 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 done his work. He doesn't need to come back and play Booster Gold unless he wants to. <laughs> I guess feel free, but they're probably going to go younger with that character, especially because yeah. we're talking twenty twenty five, I think, or twenty twenty six for Booster Gold. I don't even know where it's falling into as far as this timeline goes. Yeah, but I'm excited about it. I like the idea of a loser from the future coming back to the past. His episodes on the animated series were great. I just read, uh, I think it was called Flash Forward. It was a DC crossover event, and he had a starring role in it with Harley Quinn. I was a big fan of that as well. So there, there's a lot of good things going for him. And uh, I think I think the show's going to be good. He's he's never been like one of my top guys, so I'll put I'll put it at a, at a five five out of ten for me. How you feel? Uh, I want to say six point five out 6. of ten. Six point five. Okay, fair enough. A little bit more love for Booster Gold than me. Respect. Uh, the last one, which I think uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped about, is Paradise Lost. And the way he kind of explained it, he said a little bit of Game of Thrones Westeros, but on Themyscira. And I've been thinking that they should do something like that for at least five to six years. Because I watched Game of Thrones, I was like, hmm, what if they did this? But with the DC heroes of Themyscira, it's an idea I had years ago. Obviously, I'm not in charge of any of this stuff. But I was like, they kind of got this like a similar vibe. And I was like, I really, I really think like a cool drama set on Themyscira would be fantastic. And that's exactly kind of the way he described it. Going to be an action series. Um, how do you feel about this one? You excited? We're not getting like Gal Gadot the- anymore. That one's a, that's a little bit of a bummer. I will say. I like the premise. I, I, I like where they're going with it. If they can establish really good characters and make it, if they can get even a little bit close to Game of Thrones, I think it'd be a huge success because Game of Thrones is fantastic. Especially the the new House of the Dragon series. Oh, it's, the I, dragon was so good. We reviewed it on there. It's, it's so good. It's, yeah, it's really really good. It's outstanding. Um, Gal Gadot, I believe, is actually going to be a producer on the show, so we okay, might cool. get like so, some type of like epilogue or something. I like how James Gunn, like he, I think in every one of these discussions, at least all the ones that have been made public, he kind of like says like there's the few the door isn't closed. If you want to be involved, like 
when he had a talk with Ben Affleck, apparently there was discussions of him directing a movie a little mm -hmm. bit later down the line. And then Henry Cavill, he didn't write off like a Kingdom Come story in like a few years when you actually need an older Superman. Right. And I mean, just a little sidebar about that. The Henry Cavill getting recast, like him not being Superman anymore. It's a bummer, but also I can totally see where he's coming from. They're going young Superman, Henry Cavill, super handsome guy. I love him in The Witcher. I love him as Superman, but it, he's not young. He's the guy's like, he's, he's like. 40 he's not he's not 25 anymore and that's kind of what they're going for yeah but pun intended it flies in the face of what they kind of announced because they want to do elseworld stuff too why couldn't you just do an elseworld henry cavill stuff that's I true mean, that's true i mean it's kind of like unless you don't unless he would have the reasoning to not do that with like the diamond characters but then again you're gonna have like five batmans you know i mean it's, and he's considered one of the diamond characters so I, I don't know. It's that one's a strange one to me. I don't know if there's something in the background behind the scenes or I don't know. I was just that? really annoyed that like the previous bosses were like, yeah, you're back. And they did in the cameo. And then James Gunn's like, well, I mean, sorry, but they put me in charge and I've got a different plan. But then in that time period, I don't know if that's why he left the role of the Witcher. I, it seemed pretty obvious to like most people. That was why he left. The Witcher was to be Superman, and then that happened, and I was really irritated because I love The yeah. Witcher. Yeah. Uh, but he's got Warhammer coming now, and he's stupid pumped about that. So yeah, he, let's not worry about him, okay? He'll be fine. <laughs> impossible. It's not like the guy's going to go be homeless or something. He's just not going to be Superman for a while. Yeah, he's he's one of the few actors that's like truly beloved. It's like I think Henry Cavill's like approaching like Keanu Reeves type love. Yeah, you know? he really is. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's I really I hundred percent agree with you. It's because he's a true nerd and like nerds love uh, uh, a like minded individual. The fact that he builds his own PCs and makes Warhammer diorama or the little figurines. Yeah, he's put, great. Puts PCs together incredible physique he i mean he looks like superman i mean let's be mm -hmm. honest i mean that yeah i, really I love i absolutely love the story of the casting of superman when Zack snyder had all, all all the potentials the the finals walk in wearing a superman costume he said they laughed at everyone when they walked in except for henry cavill they're like well wow, that's pretty funny that's how they figured out Henry Cavill was going to be Superman. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I mean, yeah, I've never been a Superman fan. It's pretty well established because I'm on the Batman side. But you mm. you got me with Man of Steel. You got me on that one. That was a good movie. And I like Henry Cavill. So uh, and, the rumor. And I got to say this. I got to say this, too. So Man of Steel, when I saw it the first time, I didn't love it. I, I thought it was all right. And I saw it again. It got better. And each time I see that film, it gets better. It's because everyone was used to Christopher Reeves, like happy-go-lucky, you know, white yeah. bread Superman. And he was great for his time. And then they went dark and gritty because of the success of the Dark Knight trilogy. So people, some people felt that they went too far in the opposite direction with Superman trying to trying to make it grittier. But it kind of worked for the Snyder universe, I would say. And I, I liked every one of the Superman appearances, ex with the exception of Joss Whedon's Justice League, which was... Uh, Garbage. Yeah, it, it's almost like Zack Snyder didn't have his finger on the pulse of the culture and what they wanted from Superman. Everyone wanted the Boy Scout type of story with Christopher Reeve. I don't know what James Gunn's going to do. It, it seems like he might go the Boy Scout route and then totally go 
Yeah, I um, 180 with with Supergirl, which we'll talk about later, I guess. I try not to do rumors too much, but they're uh, the he, he's a, the actor, the the front runner for Superman, or at least what the, the one that's like rumored. It's Jacob something. He's from Euphoria. He plays hmm. uh, like kind of the bull. Have you ever watched Euphoria? Not really. No. OK, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a little bit young for you. I don't know. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> No offense. I mean, maybe it's just it's like teeny drama kind of, and then like yeah. they got drugs and stuff. But uh, Jacob Elroyd, he plays Nate Jacobs in Euphoria, and he's you know mid mid early mid twenties, and he's he's definitely a good looking dude. So I could okay. I he puts on just a, he's already pretty buff, but to be Superman, maybe put on a little bit more muscle, which I don't think will be a problem. So yeah. I don't want to go into rumors too much, but that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, Paradise Lost. We totally went on a Superman rant. Uh, <laughs> they might include like Nubia. I love anything to do with uh, mythology. Yeah. If they got that stuff involved, uh, Artemis, which was another like Wonder Woman knockoff. Uh, we got Wonder Girl. There's a lot of characters that you could really explore on Themyscira, and you don't even have to have Diana Prince if you don't want to. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think she's a hundred percent necessary. She would definitely bring some oomph to the role. They might even like I, I I'm, this is purely speculation, but they might go where she's young and then there's the politics of the entire Themyscira like island that's going on. And she's kind of there, but she's a child version of Wonder yeah. Woman. We'll see what they do. But that kind of wraps it up on the TV shows. Uh, I'll give Paradise Lost. I, I'll give that one an eight, I would say. I say seven, seven. Fair enough. All right, on to the movies, and this is uh, this is where it gets a little juicy, I would say. Uh, we got first on the docket, Superman Legacy. It's not, it's not an origin story, which is what kind of threw me just a tad. It's <laughs> it's like Superman year year two, it sounds like, or something like kind of early in his career. He's still yeah. young. I think they're trying to like find some sort of in between between like Smallville and Christopher Reeves, like somewhere right, in right. the middle, I think is where this one's going to fall. It, it, it feels like kind of like that thing that Marvel did with Spider-Man. It's like, they didn't tell his origin story. They just like started him with, with his powers. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. everyone kind of knows the story. I mean, by, by now, if I, I have mean, to watch Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot one more time, <laughs> <laughs> it's traumatizing every time. David. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. I want to see Daily Planet stuff. That's the stuff that I think old school Superman fans have been kind of wanting. And I think we got that promise after Man of Steel, but we didn't get our Man of Steel too, so we didn't get to see. Yeah, you got Daily Batman v Superman. Yeah. There's a couple. Very White, Lois Lane. Planet. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we'll see too. that and and see we'll we'll see a lot more dramatic stuff. And it's it's going to be i think there's going to be a big juxtaposition with another character that we're about to talk about here but it's interesting that James Gunn is writing it he'll probably maybe direct it but um i don't know he's going to be a super busy guy um so i'm not sure if he's going to direct it if you think of all these projects and all the projects he gave us on the slate he said he was everything. writing a lot of them and i think uh no was not it couldn't make it to the podcast because of his internet but that was one of his main gripes on the whole announcement is like yeah. there was a lot of i'm writing i'm working on i'm doing this and we all love james gunn but i like different flavors too man and i think they will get other people involved but 
I, you know, I really hope he distributes the work a little bit and gives other yeah. people a chance to have a voice in the, in this, uh, in this universe. Cause so do you think James Gunn is going to be super hands on everything since he's a creative? He might you... start that way. I don't know. Um, it's, that's an, how interesting would you do it? Point. How would you do it? Well, me being a huge nerd, I, I don't know how well I could do it. Cause I'd be going too deep and be like, so this is who we're going to cast as Nightwing's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the he's the talon for the court of owls so it's great great grandfather and yada 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 I'd, I'd go too deep <laughs> on it but in this respect i think i i like the kevin Feige approach but i also wouldn't mind a little bit more involvement and that kind of seems like what james Gunn's trying to do we'll see if he takes it too far but i think uh, the cohesive voice of the MCU kind of comes through because of Kevin Feige. And I hope that's still the case with James Gunn. Uh, the fact that he is a creative and a writer, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know all of Kevin Feige's whole report or anything, but he didn't write any of the series or any of the movies. He's just kind of involved. So the fact that James Gunn's taken the reins on a couple of projects, I think might translate well to the overall product because he's not only supervising the universe, he's got an active role in it. Yeah, it seems like Feige has like total veto power on creators right. doing certain yes. things because he's got a plan, he's got an outline for the way things he wants to see go. I'd love to see his bulletin board, dude, with like the yarn and like the printed out paper. <laughs> oh my god, the Charlie like Day, beautiful line of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on. I, I mean, we're kind of getting the two juggernauts out of the way because that's the order they're on here, and the other ones aren't as big. But I, I'm okay with it because, uh, well, I'm the host and I do what I want. <laughs> Batman <laughs> from the brave in the bold. I, yes. you make a good point that it is kind of a juxtaposition because this has Damian Wayne in it, which he did not come along until far later in Batman's career. This is based on the Grant Morrison run, which I read, I read part of, and it was, uh, it was good stuff. But the fact that they're going straight to Damian, which one I'm pumped about because he's one of the more interesting Robins as far as storytelling goes. And he's a complete opposite to Batman in a lot of ways. He was raised as like an assassin. He's Rachel Ghoul's grandson and the son of Talia Al Ghul and Batman. It's he's just got all these legacy things that if they cast this kid right, he's the future. Like we're talking like <laughs> could be better. He could be like it's it's like Tom like what Holland. Harley Quinn is. Right. It's 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 going to be like what Tom Holland is to the MCU. It's going to be right. a, a young guy you find early in the establishment. And then he's just going to go on for 15 years if they if they want keep putting out products. I think that's what's going to happen. So introducing Damian Wayne early is great. The only thing that I am a little bummed about is because I'm a Robin fan of the other three mains. Dick Grayson is my favorite character in all of comic books. Mm. But they did mention that the Bat family is going to play a part. So. All right, and you give me a Nightwing movie a couple years later, we're, we're, I'm on board. Mm. Yeah, but we're not going to get to questions. we're not going to get to see the old school Rob. Like, when was the last time we saw like a true Robin live action story? Like early on, it was Chris O'Donnell and Batman yeah. Forever, and it's been a while. And you know, Batman and Robin, it's it goes together. You know, peanut butter jelly, everything. You know, there's a bunch of other things you can say, but without robin batman just he feels like there's a little bit of an emptiness to it and the fact that we are skipping three robins i wonder if they're gonna do all of the robins i you know maybe they'll just do dick grayson maybe they'll do jason todd and tim drake i, I don't know what they're gonna do here 
so he, but back to the it's it's just later in the career and yeah, superman's I, kind of at the beginning which is a little bit weird a little bit yeah odd. yeah i think he hit the nail totally on the head i mean damian wayne is, is gonna be kind of the key the crux if they get that casting right man it's gonna catapult and and put that that particular movie and that particular character in the mainstream like like he's gonna be up there with like Baby Yoda and Harley Quinn. Exactly. And he's just gonna be one of those characters. And I like to think, going back to Game of Thrones, you look at um uh the actress that's now on The Last of Us that plays Ellie. Uh she was Lady Mormont. If it feels like they gotta find someone with those type of acting chops, but like really young. It's they gonna can... be hard, man. They like to yeah. find a kid with like ha- like crazy acting chops like some of these people. It's going to be a tough thing to do, but they're, I mean, I, th- I think they know as well as anyone, like, obviously you have to cast the Trinity well because they're the most important thing right now, yeah. but you know, they have the benefit of seeing what happens to the MCU. I'm not saying that they fizzled out because I love the MCU, but they have plateaued a little bit. And in a lot of people's opinions, they've declined pretty right. drastically since Endgame. So they get to see kind of, how the timeline goes along as far as the zeitgeist of being a movie connected universe. So they get to see the successes and the perils that the MCU went through, which it was mostly successful. Let's be real, but they can benefit from seeing that. And I think that's, uh, that's going to be great for the, for the DCU. They're going to, they're going to cast everybody the way they need to. They're going to go young. They have to go young. They can't, cast yeah. super old dudes like i saw something online where guys like oh they should cast brad pitt as aquaman i was like <laughs> uh no how about no how about we don't do that because he's 900 years old and he's still hot which doesn't make any sense but <laughs> brad, pitt, need- brad pitt as captain america in the 90s was my choice yes and that was uh 30 years ago so <laughs> and, and 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 mel gibson as wolverine in the 90s was also my choice. oh lord uh, <laughs> but i will say back to the brave and the bold i love that there's going to be a damian wayne i'm curious how they're going to cast batman because batman they it seems like he's the only one that they're going to have to go a little bit older because not only like robin was born in the comic books he was like you know batman hooked up with talia and then he was grown in an artificial womb and all this kind of weird sci-fi stuff because they had to explain why he's a super great assassin at 10 years old but he you kind of have to have batman at least in his mid-30s if you're gonna say he has a 10 year old son unless they're like oh they accelerated the aging process and i think that would irritate everyone (laughs) and this Batman will have the benefit of there already being a million Batman movies before it. So you don't need to do the origin story. There's a couple of characters that like they can exist kind of what they did in the Batman. Like Joker was in Arkham or in not quite Arkham yet. It's whatever that weird name of the prison is before they made it Arkham Asylum. He was there. You didn't need to explain that he was Joker or like why the Joker's there or how he's going to be involved in the story. It's just all kind of character. Everyone knows exactly. That's a good point. There you go. Yeah. Do you think though there's a path for Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves, Batman to transition into the Brave and the not. Bold? I actually hope not. It's it's kind of weird, but I think that the Flash movie is going to kind of satiate some of that uh mm-hmm. weirdness of like yeah. crossing Batman's because we got Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are both in the movie. 
And they're both big enough characters that they can't just cut that as part of the Flash. So we're going to see double Batman. We're going to see a multiverse thing. And then they're going to reboot everything. So the fact that they would try and jump right back in, I, I, I don't support that. I love Batman. Like you said, he's a diamond character. Like you can have as many Batman as you want. And I don't think it might confuse some people. But for the most part, like you can probably establish them as two different universes. And I think that's uh, that's the route to go as far as that's concerned. And I think in 2023, the people that get confused simply don't care. They just want to see a Batman. Exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. So, oh, I didn't rate my how much excitement I have for Superman Legacy. Um, I know I didn't either. Five. Five? I don't like Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, if uh, you, you tell me you tell me ten years ago or whenever Guardians dropped twenty fourteen, so almost ten years ago, um, that James Gunn was going to handle Superman, I would I would have been like, oh my god, that's exactly I want to see that. So I'll go eleven out of ten. <laughs> All right, David, <laughs> I'm like board super hyped. Superman. That's great, man. I, I'm excited for you, and I, I hope they do a good job. I'm, I'm not, if it's a good product, I'm not going to be skewed in my opinion. I'm just skewed in my excitement yeah. because <laughs> that's just how I am. But the Brave and the Bold, oh yeah, give me an eleven out of ten on that one because I'm the Batman boy here. I'm also eleven out of ten for that one. Damian yeah. Wayne is very, very intriguing, and of course, the cast of new Batman, seeing what the new villain's going to be, the League of Shadows connection possibly. Side note: I was stupid excited with the fact that he kept referencing referencing the comic book that they're kind of going to be moving around for each one of these projects. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was so excited with that because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reread Grant Morrison's run. I'm going to be pumped and ready for this. Yeah, the cells That's are going to go. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. It's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, let's do it, man. I love yeah. it. Brave and the Bold sounds great. The other ones on here are a little less exciting because they're not these giant world-changing characters, but I'm also excited for them just because... Sometimes you need a different flavor. I loved Moon Knight. I know, you know, a lot of people didn't know who Moon Knight was in 2010. Like, they're like, it just wasn't a thing. Swamp Thing. He had a television show already that premiered on DC Universe. Then it moved over to like the CW seed. And now it exists somewhere. And I still haven't watched all of it. I watched like two episodes of it. I was like, oh, this is interesting enough and then i just never never finished it do you know anything about this character per se yeah yeah so in the 90s on tnt the swamp thing movie would play and i'd watch it and it was so depressing man it was so like drab and dark depressing and it would just there was no internet to jump on afterwards to get like kind of light in the mood. <laughs> like happy like, puppy pictures. You'd watch that, you'd watch that, and you're just like, I gotta go take a shower, man. Humans suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then like yeah. none of the actors were that famous too. And it's like I think it was like I think it was that's Adrian. how I felt watching Punisher Warzone. I was like, what is yeah. this garbage? <laughs> Ray Stevenson. He's gonna be in a soak, actually. Uh, um, but um yeah, man, it's it's like super, super dark, depressing, kind of haunting. And yep. he's just one of those characters. And I think Alan Moore had a run at him he as did, well. Yes. Yep. He's uh he's good. I think uh Swamp Thing, it's an exciting project. I like some of the characters that are semi involved with him. Like if we get some John Constantine action, because they're mm. pretty closely Keanu's related there. Come back. 
he's waiting for yeah, I thought he was confirmed and then he wasn't and it's like it's yeah. a whole DC thing now again yeah. with but yeah if they bring back Keanu for Constantine I'm on board but there was also rumors of an HBO Max where they cast a POC as a Constantine and it was the the main character from Gangs of London I specifically watched Gangs of London I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name I won't butcher it but he's fantastic he's so good in that show and I'm really what else has he been in too. Uh, I don't know. He's been in a couple of other things. I looked through his IMDb, but that was like when they first announced that they might be doing this Constantine show. So I couldn't pull it off the top of my head, but I did watch Kings of London because of that announcement and he's great. So if they still pull off an HBO max series with that Constantine, hell yeah, make that an Elseworld show or make that the proper DCU and then have Keanu Reeves be the Elseworld sequel. That's fine with me too. I, I love Constantine as a character. He made yeah. one. Of, he, he made my top ten heroes, which is pretty impressive because I'm a big comic book guy. So if we get like things that are involved with Swamp Thing, like there's also a connection with Poison Ivy, I'd be mm-hmm. on board for that. Animal Man's a big one. I don't I don't care for Animal Man. He's kind of a weird, obscure DC character that I just never liked yeah. much. And uh, <laughs> just as a side note, a black or yeah, black lilac or black orchid, black orchid. It yeah. was a weird, uh, obscure comic book run that Neil Gaiman did, and that was his intro to DC Comics. I read that earlier mm. or late last year, and it was pretty good too. So there's a lot of characters that are related to Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing himself, it's been done a couple times, but not to overall popularity. So maybe with this being a bigger budget thing and bigger names behind it. Maybe I believe James do. Gunn did point uh, point to the fact that it's going to be uh, a ho- in the horror jo- genre. So. Horror genre, um, yeah. yeah, and sign me up for that because I mean Marvel tried, did it with uh, Werewolf by Night and it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they go rated R uh, horror in DC though. Like there's a, there's some dark stuff in DC, and if they just they yeah. rainbow it up, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, the next one, another team that I very I know a very little bit about, and it's the Authority. Sorry, I didn't pull up this graphic yeah. this whole time until right now. But if you guys are watching along, here's the list of them. The Authority is a comic book. They're a group of heroes. They're from the Wildstorm imprint. My familiarity with these guys is specifically Midnighter and Apollo. And I said on my quick little short that they are one of the most underrated DC couples. And I'm really excited to see that translated on screen. Midnighter had some crossover with Dick Grayson on his Grayson run when he was a spy. So that's how I kind of got introduced to Midnighter on like a different level. The way I would describe them is it's just like he's kind of a more brutal Batman. That's the way I kind of look at Midnighter. And then Apollo, he's he's I don't know, Superman-esque. He's he's pretty powerful, but I like the idea of like a super brutal brooding Batman with uh with uh like a Superman type person as like a couple it's it's gonna be fun to watch the rest of the team not familiar with at all but just based on those two being the the forefront of it i i give myself a let's do a seven let's do a seven out of ten on that one i'll I'll do an eight because it, this again feels kind of guardians of the galaxy ish no one really knows much about it's an them. obscure one yeah yeah, and I mean it's it's a huge ensemble team that they put on the screen that that yep. that page that panel. Uh, yeah, I noticed a, a hero with wings with actual like angel wings. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some like there were really like super 
like built now, out. Do you have any familiarity with that team at all, or is this not at all? This is okay. pretty much the first time I ever hear of the authority. So I heard some descriptions, and they were kind of like not really pinpointing like what they were and who they yeah were. i decided yesterday when he made that announcement i immediately went to hoopla which is my comic book app that's connected to the local library and i get to rent comics for free i immediately was like oh, wow. okay midnighter comic book midnighter and apollo i'm gonna read these later so i'll get back to you guys sorry we again did not rate uh swamp thing out of 10 though what are you going on that one i want to say eight you're gonna go eight okay yeah that's fair enough I'm, i'll probably do i'll probably do a six just because I've I've seen some Swamp Thing things before, and I don't know I don't know how it's gonna go. Could go either way, but and, and I don't think anything's been over under a five. So there's nothing that I'm like not pumped about. Yeah, yeah. And on the final one, David, we have Superman, or excuse me, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Now the way he described this one, it made it sound gangster. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, the way he described it is Supergirl, because Superman was sent to Earth and he was raised by the Kents and he just kind of, you know, cornbread, white boy and Boy Scout, like we kind of already touched on. But Supergirl had to go onto a part of Krypton and just watch her family and friends all die in front of her. Mm. And she was stuck on this thing for quite a while. And the weird thing is, like, she was technically older than Superman at one point, but the way that it, she, like, rotated around the galaxy and stuff, now she, when she finally does get to Earth, she's younger than Superman, and it's a whole weird thing. But Supergirl is a character that I'm, I'm just excited to see more of. I watched a little bit of the show, didn't watch all of it, but I liked her story in Injustice 2. I liked her storyline in Justice League Unlimited. There's a lot of things that I, I like about her. And uh, the way he described it, it's like taking it up to 10. And as far as like, she sounds like she's going to be a little bit more hardcore, which I'm, I'm all I'm all for edgy women. That's kind of my. Kind of <laughs> Same here, man. I, I, I want to see the comic book brought to life. I want to see long blonde hair, classic suit, and just kicking ass everywhere <laughs> yeah dude sign me up for that one to run rough shot over everyone all the villains good or good or bad i just want to see fights i want to see I, yeah it could be the the greatest female-led film of all time it could <laughs> I mean, be yeah i mean action movie 100% could happen be like oh my god this is this is fantastic yeah give give me a nine on that one i'll go nine on that one i'm i'm excited for it I'm gonna say ten. Oh, you're ten. Doing, oh, yeah, because you went eleven on two of them. Yeah, ten's good. Ten's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's DC, in my opinion, has a bigger catalog of powerful women, and the fact that they've kind of shorted their audience on seeing them represented on screen, with the exception of Wonder Woman and like the TV screen that got Supergirl. There, I just. There's some really great like female characters that I really want to see. Like Zatanna is one of my favorite yeah. comic book heroes. Get her up in one of these things. Like, let's go, it, dude. It's a head scratcher while we haven't seen her yet. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's very popular me, at conventions. Yes, yes, she is. Yes. Uh, so yeah, more more powerful women in the DC universe. Please sign me up. And I, I love that they're like, yep, female led, it's already on the original slate. Not that that should have any bearing on whether or not it's a it's a good movie, but I am excited to see uh, more representation. That's for sure. 
And that's uh, that was all the announcements. Uh, we've uh, I don't know how he's going to tie video games in. He mentioned that, but then he didn't talk about any video games. There's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League coming out this year, but that's that was made years ago at this point, so it's it's nothing to do with anything. And I'm yeah. obviously going to play it because it's Rocksteady who also did the Arkham series. Yeah, but future video games. I mean, that's another thing to be excited about. The fact that it's going to be kind of involved with the overall timeline of the dcu yeah. i like how they're they're doing they're taking a couple pages out of star wars book which clearly is your specialty and uh it's, it's gonna be good yeah you sign you sign the dotted line for the live action for the tv show for the film you're gonna be doing the voice for the video game and you can That's do that cool. anywhere on the planet so just record your voice send it in it's done and it takes a while though. It's like it's like a couple hundred hours, <laughs> depending if you're the main character. Ask Kevin. Cut- yeah, well, yeah, know. yeah. That's true. But I mean, I mean, there's. Uh, it, it feels like it, more more of these games are going to be like tons of character centric. And yeah, um, I mean, if if the game doesn't if if your name is not on the game, it 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 should be fairly doable wherever you're at doing another yeah. project or another film for another true. studio or whatever. So. Yeah, that's uh, I kind of point to that because that's what Pedro Pascal did for for chunks of the Mandalorian because he was shooting The Last of Us physically, and then doing the voice on the actual show. He yeah, exactly. doubles in the suits. It was like how much of him is actually him in the Mandalorian? It's kind of a weird situation. Like five thirty five percent. Yeah, that's interesting. But he's uh, moving forward. He, like the new season, it, I imagine it's mostly him. Or is it uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. I think it's actually uh, the least of what he's uh, done for for the three seasons because he shot the Last of Us. Yeah, he shot the Last of Us while Mandalorian season three was he happening. Did. Wonder Woman eighty four might have crossed over in season one. Yeah, Mando. yeah, definitely. Man, that was not a good film. <laughs> no, it was not. But he was in it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry, a couple of our hosts couldn't jump along, but uh, we love David from the Star Wars Stuff podcast. He's one of the best podcasters to know, one of the best guys. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to talk some DC. It's my bread and butter. So at least I got to feel like more of a nerd than you for a couple minutes because normally <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. Thanks, Josh, for having me. I, I I was like, man, I hope Josh invites me on. I kind of want to talk about this. I'm super excited, super hyped. James Gunn is doing this. And the future looks really, really bright for DC live action animation gaming. So I'm happy. Yes, sir. Uh, happy two years to the Marvel Stuff podcast. Uh, catch us live a little bit later this week. Me and Coach will do an episode. It's going to be great. And then uh, we got some Ant-Man stuff moving forward. Uh, Gotham City Rogues podcast. I look forward to a fan cast of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that Noah and I did. And it was a good time. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Wow. But uh Once again, thank you, David. Feel free to hit me up whenever you uh, need a guest or you want to hop on because, you know, I'm game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And to the audience out there, in the words of the immortal coach, have fun, but not too much fun without us. And may the force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. 
We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.